Hello, welcome to Alternative. This is Tatiana, your host. Um, I just had some uh, workout thoughts and I thought I would share while it was on my mind because, um, yeah, that's how my thoughts are. I, either I write them down or I don't. And sometimes I come back to them, sometimes I don't. And I thought, you know, this is actually maybe kind of a cool, interesting thing to do a podcast about. So before I overthink it and stress out about um, not knowing enough about this topic and feeling like I need to research and then researching and then getting distracted on some other totally different topic, um, I just figured I would try to take the thoughts I had a few minutes ago and um, uh, share them with you now. So um, I wanted to talk about or at least introduce the concept of pleasure-based activism. Um, I put a story on my Instagram today um, where I asked what kind of environment is the most, is the best for you? Um, what kind of environment do you enjoy? What what amount of stimulation do you enjoy? And what brings pleasure to you? Or, or, or yeah, some, something like that. And um, the my inspiration for that is although I've um, been – I've had these little things like I enjoy my environment in a certain way and I've kind of gotten into different things like taking care of houseplants and getting fresh flowers and having like essential oils and candles and uh, like a little salt lamp and all of those things. Although I've been doing that for a while, um, I uh, keep learning different framework for about that. And so some of that is like, um, there's aesthetics that are more joyful and, um, the, the main lens I'm looking, uh, looking at that through right now is when I talk about stimulation, um, we all have different amounts of, of stimulation that is ideal for us. And this is something we don't talk about a lot because, um, like it, it's basically there's disorders for it, which are also not really recognized or addressed or accommodated to, um, like sensory processing disorder. Um, there's also differences within ADHD and autism and all kinds of um, like highly sensitive um, things, different the different things that are um, that are disorders and. But the, but the reality is everyone has different needs for stimulation. And, um, but our, our society is not accommodating to that. So we have very, um, we have rooms like, like uh, buildings. We have architecture and structure that is not um, conducive to a productive or a positive or happy or calm or soothing like work environment or maybe home environment. And so um, this book called Divergent Mind had me thinking about, you know, what are my ideal stimulation levels? What kind of lighting? What kind of temperature? What kind of textures? What kind of colors? All of these things we like don't explore probably because we're like, that's not important. Just get back to work or whatever. But the thing is, if we're so concerned about work and productivity, um, 
if we did spend more time and attention creating our environments to be aesthetically pleasing, um, to not be overstimulating or understimulating, then we would be more productive in the workplace and we could be more restful at home or have more fun at home. Um, so there's a, there's like a diff, you know, everyone has different levels and preferences. And I think that's just something that goes unnoticed and is super important to acknowledge. And so that's, that's where the inspiration for that came from is kind of like, I've only kind of uh, just scratched the surface, uh, surface, um, the surface of of what my preferences are. Even though some might think like, "Oh, I've nailed it." There's so many things like um, that I don't know. I mean, I think about I've always had issues with like clothing and clothing textures and fabrics. I just it was never like um, I was never able to like explore that or to like give myself permission to just not wear certain clothes and to just like not have certain things in my house or to prioritize in my budget, like buying more candles. Whereas I used to think like you can't go, like you can't burn through candles that fast because you can't afford that. And now I think I prioritize buying candles because, they make me feel luxurious. They make me feel feminine. They make me feel special. Like they, it kind of sets the tone for like, you're special. You deserve a little, a little scent, a little, a little fire to like admire. Um, and where, where I, I know where I'm going. Sorry. I, I have to connect this mentally and I don't have like a, a notes or anything to connect when I get a little bit off track. Um, so bear with me, but, um, what I was going to say is things that are unnoticed, things that we don't prioritize and that are very um, important. So I have been giving myself permission and a lot of my like personal journey in life and the journey, the message that I want to share with others um, is simply that of giving yourself permission. And it's something that uh, we don't think about, and this is incorporated into pleasure-based activism. This is like a big part of, of pleasure-based activism is um, giving yourself permission to do things that, you know, that feel good, that relax you, that make you laugh, that whatever it may be. Um, or even if you have like sensory preferences, like you're very specific uh, about your sensory um, like stimulation, that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong or bad about that. The fact that it's uh, stressful when you're under fluorescent lighting and no windows is normal. It's not that there's something wrong with you that you can't focus in class or whatever. It's that this is like a really um, counterproductive environment for learning or a counterproductive environment for rest or whatever it may be. <clears throat> and um, when you can, not everyone has um, accommodations, like making accommodations for yourself isn't accessible to everyone. And it should be accommodations. We're very, we live in an ableist society and we don't have accommodations for um, disabilities, for mental illness, for um, basically 
things that exist and things that need accommodations. And um, we just kind of push that to the side because we think like it doesn't affect us if we're if we are not disabled and we have, if we are not mentally ill. Um, but the thing is making accommodations benefits everybody and uh, tweaking things um, and even like studying architecture and environment is, is very important for and would benefit everyone. Um, so within pleasure-based activism, what I what I know of it, I'm not an expert on this, but it is something that I do um, care about and I do incorporate into my daily life and I <clears throat> want to share with others. I want to give others permission is um, is is basically that um, oh, let me just say I, I learned I've been introduced to this concept from um, the unscrewed prod. Pod, pod podcast um podcast by Jacqueline Friedman as well as the sexually liberated woman podcast with um Evian Whitney those are both awesome podcasts that I would recommend if you are interested in um this this sort of a thing but essentially <clears throat> pleasure pleasure-based activism is that uh, pleasure is a part of activism like an active part of it. And um, what that means is like, in addition to um, workload and, and, and focus and, and fighting and resistance and um, planning and academia and um, protest and all of these stuff. I don't know if I said protests already, all of these different, uh, spheres of activism. And I'm really not even like, um, scratching the surface there on, in terms of like what activism is, but, um, all of that can and should be balanced with pleasure. And those who are doing like the, the, the work deserve and are entitled to, um, a, a well-balanced life, a, a life that has joy. And so when there is pain and when um, people are facing uh, depression and, or de- I'm sorry, <laughs> I have like, were, I was it at a different word in my head that started with a D and I formed a word. Um, anyway, <laughs> when people are facing oppression, um, there's like a lot of expectation on activists to keep, um, you know, fighting the fight and keep like grinding. And there's also a lot of demand when I think of activists that are educational, like on Instagram, um, especially within the Black Lives Matter movement that has been, um, around since 2013, but obviously within, or in 2020, um, became, you know, it caught more people's attention, more, there were more participants within the movement, more people were talking about it. Um, it was addressed within the media more, um, at, at that time and and ongoing now and, and outside of that, um, there's a lot of demand on, on, um, educators and activists to keep um, explaining this or educate me on this or this or that or whatever. And um, 
activists need rest too. And so it's inappropriate, I guess, to demand a certain kind of labor from someone who is oppressed and you are the one who is privileged and you are like demanding more out of them because that ki- that's just very dehumanizing. It's saying like, you're a resource to me and I need this from you. And it doesn't give people like this autonomy to do like to spend time, invest time into the other aspects of their life, like to rest, to to do whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> Um, and so we can't, we can't like limit people to these spheres of, of identity to like necessarily one person is this one thing. Um, people deserve a, a balanced life basically. And so, so within like within feminism, sometimes it, or just, okay, within social movements, um, it can be intimidating thinking about how do I get involved in activism? What am I, you know, what can I do? Like, what can I do today? Like, here's this huge problem. Um, and it seems so out of my control and so far out here. What can I do? And is there something I could do today? And there actually is. And, um, that would be, giving yourself permission to honor your body, to do things that are outside of the norm, outside of like what we think time should be allocated for. If you want to spend all morning taking a luxurious shower and, and massaging your body afterwards, then like that's, you're right, like do it. (laughs) And so like, you can push back on these narratives of, of, of objectification, of rape culture, of um, other people's entitlement to your body by like reclaiming your body and reconnecting to your body if, if that's something that appeals to you. Um, you can push back on things in your daily life on an individual level. And the purpose of this is so is to include everyone, is that not only do you as an individual deserve the time and the resources, the space, whatever, the balance to be able to do certain things um, that involve pleasure and goodness, but so does everybody else. And how can we build a society where pleasure is prioritized? It's not seen as a luxury. It's not seen as like this weird word, you know, because pleasure is people are kind of like, ooh, pleasure. Even even when I say it, I'm like, can I say that? Like, is that like too sexual? The thing is, it's not like pleasure and, and it is. Um, but like, Pleasure is 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 a good, delicious meal. Pleasure is the process of like cooking it, if, if that's something you enjoy. Obviously, it depends on like who you are. Pleasure um, is 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 stopping the thing you're doing and like petting your dog for five minutes. Um, 
pleasure is is talking to your plants is is looking at the mirror and in the mirror and massaging your breast that you used to hate and maybe you still do somewhere it is releasing or deconstructing and pausing and bringing awareness to the things that we have internalized to um all of these internalizations of of hating your body or you know needing to be pure or needing to be desirable or needing to you know fit in whatever box or you know whatever it may be it is um it is the process of recognizing and attempting to release and fighting back um through yourself through your inner work um but again that involves that involves everyone so it means that like if if there are organizations or if there are uh people that have so um such high demands for their work and activism um but they don't have enough benefits pay resources support time to live a, a well-balanced life that includes that allows them to like invest into their relationships and themselves and their pets or whatever um that we need to change those and so it does it's like a small thing but in, it involves actually everything it involves like it involves the work we do the amount of time in a in a week that we work like the um the education we have it involves what are we going to prioritize what do we deserve and and that everyone is deserving of the full human experience and we cannot there are institutions and systems that that oppress um others and one small way that doesn't necessarily actually it does it does work against the institutions because it is kind of breaking out of mentalities and not taking on what oppressors have put on you and so like i have taken on in my life purity culture and um being pure and 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 being um skinny and needing to be x y and z and so like this is just me personally um so i push back by owning my nudity and like um being more confident and like yeah i'm like i'm a naturalist and I want to be a therapist and I want to be an activist and I want to be a writer and I want to do a lot of different things. Um, I want to be a professor and we are humans. We are multifaceted humans. So people aren't sexual or not professional or not. I want to live in a world where we can, uh, we're not putting on faces and masks everywhere we go to be so professional and so put together and so perfect all the time, but rather that we are allowed to express emotions or take time for emotions or take time to invest into like a crisis or a situation going on. And that, um, 
sorry, my brain like, hold on. <laughs> where, <laughs> where are we going? Um, let's see. Sorry, it's hard when I like, my brain just um, <laughs> like taps out for a second. And even though I know what I'm talking about, it's re it's like hard to find the, the thing I was on. But <laughs> um, thank you for bearing with me if you're here. Um, but I'm not gonna apologize for that because that's part of me and my undiagnosed neurodivergence. Um, and I am trying to really just like take my mask and face off. So, um, but I, okay. I want to live in a world where we can be full humans and where we see everyone's humanity, like shared humanity. Um, and that's, I think what pleasure-based activism gets at is, um, we are all deserving of these things. These are not luxuries for the wealthy. These are not luxuries for the oppressors and for the privileged. They are for everyone. Um, and they are a part of the pushback, breaking, um, I guess, breaking free from the mental, from, from the dogma and from the internalization. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's all I want to say for now. I I think um yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think there's like all the all the release this and then I'll be like I wish I said this, but it's okay. Whatever. I'll just come back later. So this is what I'm going to try to do is um come to find my um microphone hopefully I'm like home or close to home and um just record my thoughts and so sometimes that means I'm talking like super fast and in a lot of directions and um yeah if you enjoy awesome stick around if not cool whatever <laughs> um okay um oh I don't even have like my thing about how I end this uh live um live all love love okay i got it love fully be authentic and live alternatively my goal is to bring light to alternative perspectives and practices with hopes to spread connection community empathy and empowerment if you enjoyed this podcast, we're now on Apple Podcasts, so search Alternative Tatiana Saunders and give me a rating and review, and please share this episode on social media so that we can continue and expand these discussions.